From the Ron McKeefery Podcast Network, I'm Isaiah Castilleja, and this is Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. In this episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0, Coach Patrick talks to us about how putting yourself through your workouts can help build connections with your athletes, why directors should always delegate their power and build a staff that they trust, and the importance of promoting yourself and finding backup plans inside hustles. All this on another episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. Perch delivers velocity-based training, no strings attached. Perch was engineered at MIT and uses compact 3D cameras to monitor and manage weight room performance without being a distraction. Perch is a VBT built for the 21st century. Attach Perch to any weight rack in minutes. While you lift, Perch uses cameras to passively collect velocity and power data, output in real time, and store it in post-workout analysis. Perch is a revolutionary and innovative sports technology device that enhances workouts, reduces injuries, and saves time. Perch works with every level organization from the NFL, the NBA, the MLB, the military, D1 through high school, the private sector, and the home gym. Perch is portable, easy to install, and intuitive to use, making it ideal for every facility and every training goal. No more pre-workout setup, no more wearables, no more broken strings. Set Perch up once, optimize every rep, every set, and every training session. Train with increased precision and measure and manage your progress every step of the way. For exclusive deals and offers, head to perch.fit slash chalk. Again, that's perch.fit slash chalk to check out deals, exclusive offers, and see how Perch can help take your program to the next level. The Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0 podcast is brought to you by Play. Listen in on a conversation with Play's Global Director of Performance and Education, Coach Mike Buley. Coach Buley describes the vision of how Play will continue to be the company that will propel the innovation of the strength and conditioning profession forward. Well, after 22 years of of coaching, I've learned that connection trumps communication and that it's not enough for coaches to know that you care. And I think you got to take that step further. They need to experience that you care. And I've always been a coach that tried to be more uh, transformational than transactional. And so with that awareness in mind too, I always enjoyed working and learning and talking to other people and, and coaches and developing that camaraderie. I've always made myself available to the community because I remember how hard it was too to try to get a crack into this this profession. And, and uh, I promised myself if ever I was given a shot, I would never take advantage of that. I always allow myself to uh, help other people uh, chase their dreams in this profession. It's been very good to me. Play is a company that will help your strength conditioning program find solutions for all your needs. Review second best and check them out at play.us for more information. No, definitely. I think those are two very important parts of what's coming, uh, going on in, in the industry right now. 
Now, how big of it, or how important it is, is it that you lift? Because you are very, very, very strong coach. I know some coaches that, uh, you know, they may not necessarily lift or that they do is just uh, to look good. But I mean, you're putting up some numbers. So um, how, how has your own personal um, you know, development as a, you know, as a strength athlete affected, like how you go about, you know, your day to day? Um, I mean, I, I mean, my job comes first, first and foremost, you know, I think, I think this biggest, you know, my lifting, you know, you say that, but my lifting has actually dropped quite a bit since I took this high school job and I'm okay with that because my host, my high school, this, my job comes first, no matter what. Um, and that, you know, what really got me into to lifting, I would never used to be, you know, high school, everybody has the same talk, you know, Hey, somebody in high school, you know, connected, you had a coach, he was in the weight room and all of a sudden it blossomed. Do you love sports? And it kind of just blew, like everybody has a similar thing, but you know, and I tell this to, to other people too, but when I was in high school, you know, um, we, we pretty much only squatted with, we only did half field squats. We didn't do any front squats. We didn't back squat. We half field squatted. We bench press, we board press, we trap bar deadlifted. And then at the time, uh, jump stretch Dick Hartzell with the big rubber bands, uh, he had a platform. Um, I have two of them in my garage right now, but uh, you hook the bands on them. You do ballistic squats, kind of like a Vertimax. And I think we did leg curl, leg extension and like military press. And that's, that was our lift. So we're, you know, like Hatfield squat, you know, the, co- the coach was intelligent um, because he didn't really have to teach anybody. Cause you know, especially with individuals that maybe upper body strength is lacking or whatnot, bar position is really uncomfortable. Uh, you could put a safety squat bar, do a half field squat, load them up with a lot of weight. And at the high school level, you could be stronger than everybody else and without technique and you could pretty much dominate. Right. So that's where I guess the, really the love of actually lifting came into play. You know, um, so I went to Mount Union college, a very successful football school. Uh, we had a really good strength coach there fell into, you know, that whole realm. Um, as far as training goes, we didn't really have a strength coach. We kind of just, we never really Olympic lifted. We had one guy named uh, Mike Kelly, who was on the, I think he competed in Olympic weightlifting and did some, you know, collegiate nationals and stuff. And he pretty much taught us all how to Olympic lift, which we weren't very good at it. We just wanted to do curls and bench and, and everything else, just like everything else, you know, right? So, um, but, you know, I, I started when I got to my first collegiate job, I think really, um, I started, you know, instead of really networking with other coaches as far as what they're doing with their teams, I kind of went outside the box a little bit and I started visiting gyms. And, you know, all the, all the strength gyms, you know, in the area. So every place I've been, there's, I've gone to a gym and tried to talk or learn from these specific individuals because these individuals had really no formal education like me or you have, right. They don't have certifications. Um, they just been around really strong people their whole life. And they've, they know they've, they've trained a certain way. Right. So that doesn't really, and it, you know, it's a little bit different. You know, a lot of people say, well, Hey, you know, you do this, you do that. So you must train your athletes that way. And it's really not the case. I think, um, there are some exercises that I do enjoy uh, that I would like my athletes to do, but from a training perspective, it's just not feasible, right? Like it's just not from a training age, it's not just not right. So I do have that that different aspects. Um, but it, like you know, as you see on social media, I think I post you know some things lifting here and there. But I try to I try to emulate with those individuals, and you know, I, I build some really good relationships and close relationships with some really strong people. But you know, at the end of the day. Um, you know, if we're done working out or whatever together, we really don't talk about lifting at all. We talk about real world situations. So I think that's really awesome is, is yeah, we're all there to strong. We're all there together, working together for a common goal. Uh, but at the end of the day, we're still real people 
at the end of the day, have normal conversations, whether it's about, you know, you know, whether it's about money, whether it's about football or whether it's about another sport or just, you know, Hey, how's so-and-so doing, you know, we haven't seen him in a while, like just real life stuff. Right. So, um, but I do love to train. I mean, it's, it's, it's something, it's, it's really not from a physical aspect. It's more of a mental aspect for me. It really is. I mean, it, it kind of gives me a release. Um, you know, if, if I miss a lift, a lifting day or something, it does bother me a little bit, but it is what, especially you've been doing it for so long, but, um, you know, as soon as you, it's just like anything else, you know, it's like a high school athlete, right? Like they see a little bit of progress, they get a little confidence and they want to lift more. And that's, that's very similar to my situation. Like all of a sudden, you know, um, I saw some progress. I found some things that I was good at and I went from there, you know, so, but I've been around some coaches too, you know, um, that took power lifting or, or took, you know, strength lifting and kind of try to incorporate it into their programs. And some things worked and some things didn't work like using, you know, I posted something recently about like using uh, single ply briefs when you squat, right? Like we did that at the collegiate level when I was at UNC Charlotte, our football team, uh, they, you know, used a single ply brief um, when they squatted and when they deadlifted. And it's just, it's just another form of accommodating resistance, you know, it, it, except it's not attached to the bar, it's attached to the body. Um, and it actually, it actually, you know, allowed our athletes to really move some really aggressive weight, but it also allowed them to, to lift more often just because of from a recovery standpoint. So it didn't really beat up their body. We weren't, you know, and it wasn't anything where it's like, you know, you have single plier, multiplier, whatnot, but it was something where it was just really, it might've added extra 50 pounds there to lifts or whatnot. Uh, but it was something that they felt protected because that's all that, you know, multiplier gear is, it's just protection. It's not really supposed to enhance your lifting at all. It's just supposed to help you protect, but um, from a training perspective, I mean, I just like to meet people that, you know, that train. I like, I love training equipment. Um, you know, like I have some equipment in my house, you know, if somebody wants to sell something, I could probably find somebody that wants to buy it, buy it off of them, you know? So, but, um, I, I love different kinds of equipment, you know, I love everything about that kind of stuff. You know, even nowadays with, with the different equipment companies and the struggle, you know, you're going to do Sornex, you're going to use Williams, you're going to use Powerlift. Like there's good things and bad things about all of them. And I try to, you know, I've been very fortunate every place I've been to have some kind of budget that I could either redesign a room or, or work with a company to build a room. Um, so I've, I've had experience with those things and it's, it's fun because it's, it's just like, uh, you know, it's just like you're working with Tinker Toys or whatnot. You get to model and shape and, and kind of talk to those indiv individuals and see what the best equipment out there is. But uh, yeah, I mean, strength training is a part of my life. I think, should, I, th I think it really should be for any strength coach. Um, it shouldn't overwhelm you, but the big, big thing is I, I don't think it should carry over, you know, while you're training, you're so obsessive about it that your training has to carry over to how you train your athletes, right? Like I'm not going to have a lot of my athletes, you know, do a lot of stuff with a combination resistance. Um, if they're not, you know, if they're not ready for it, uh, it would just depend on the facility I'm at and, and stuff like that. Right. So, um, no, it's cool, man. I mean, it's just another outlet and, and and it's a lot of my athletes, you know, see, see social media or know that I lift or whatnot. And they're like, Oh, that's awesome. You know, like when, um, like when Westside versus the world first came out, right. Like our coach, you know, I watched it on Netflix. That's that, you know, that's crazy. You know, I'm like, yeah, it's just, this is another day, you know, like I'm not to that level, but it's just like another thing, but it gets them, it gets them even excited even more to have that connection with you, you know? So it's pretty cool. Definitely. And, and you mentioned briefly when you're up and coming in the industry, you know, how important networking is and no matter how you go about it, What's another piece of advice you would give to the first year strength coach that's either interning or graduate assistant, or even if they made their first full-time assistant position, you're in, 
you know, the thick of what we do. And when you're young, what's some advice you'd give to them? Yeah. I mean, I mean, obviously, obviously they train themselves, obviously need to network, um, keep things simple. I think another thing is, is really listen. I think that's a problem with a lot of individuals. They, you know, especially coming out of college, they already know, they already know, we know why I did it. You know, I did a, you know, a physical assessment, um, of this sport and that sport. So I know how to train that sport and that's how they're going to do it. I think you really need to listen to the coaching staffs, you know, see the athletes move uh, because what you do may do at one school, um, you may have a totally different athlete at another school. So some things may be a little bit, you know, different, right? So really listen to the coaches and what they want. Uh, Cause that's the biggest thing. A lot of people understand when you get to the college level, even the pro level, it's more about what the coaches want rather than what the, the athletes actually need. Right. So it's like, uh, because sometimes those coaches pay your bills and give you a check. So um, if you're not on the same page like that, sometimes you really have to work that fine line as far as, uh, you know, if a coach wants to to build mental toughness and wants their team to be physical and you wants them, you know, to, to run them all the time and you have a little bit different philosophy, you kind of have to mesh that a little bit. So really listening to what that, that coach wants. Um, what else? I think another thing, there's another thing that I was just thinking of, I lost my mind a little bit, but um, Oh, take time for yourself. I think that's a big thing. You know, the, the cool thing, you know, it's a cool thing to work, you know, 16 hour days. That's awesome. You know, that's, that's a cool thing, but you know, 10, 15 years go by, um, you're not married yet. You've had four or five relationships that fell through. You've moved to a different place every other year. Um, you haven't seen your parents for their birthdays or for new year's or for Christmas, uh, pretty soon life passes by. Right. So really take time for yourself. Um, I think that's really a big thing. Now you'll see, you know, some job postings, and pay is, you know, very little. And all of a sudden people are up in arms, you know, oh, this is, you know, this is the way it is, or, Hey, this is, you know, we need to find a different profession. We need to do something in justice. Well, the thing is you might not be able to really do much about that right then and there. So take some time for yourself, right? Like um, have a backup plan because you never know, you know, when a department may want to let you go or may a coach may want to let you go. So have a backup plan as far as those things go, whether it's, you know, whether it's a side job or whether it's training people or whether it's another career that you want to go into um, a business, a lot of people are, are selling, you know, templates or are coming up with different things. So just have something that it's marketable and that you're, you know, but I think that's a big thing is really fun. <laughs> knowing who you are, you know, like there aren't a lot of, there truthfully are a lot of, you know, strength coaches that are over 50, um, you know, so it's like, okay, what are you going to, you know, are you going to last 50 years old? You know, how, how, what are you going to do afterwards? Right. So it's like, you kind of have to figure out where your placement is and what you need to do. If you, if, you know, if they're, if you're able to be there for 55, 60 years old, that's fantastic. Right. Um, but just a matter of, you know, you don't see that anymore. You don't see a lot of older coaches. Um, and that could just be because of the wear and tear of life because, because the real world caught up to them. Um, there's a lot of different tangibles. Why, but, um, you just need to take time for yourself and find out who you really are and what you like and, and have hobbies. That way you're just not totally obsessed um, about strength conditioning all the time. And that's, that way you have time away from it too, right? You don't get burnt out. Um, and But the big thing is just, you know, that mental health aspect is really important too. So We'll be right back. Woodway is a company that has been designing and building treadmills and equipment for the long run since 1974. Each of their treadmills is designed with a revolutionary slat belt running surface, which is both lightweight and durable. It is specifically designed to absorb energy at the point of impact, eliminating harmful shock to joints and connective tissues. 
100% of the NFL, NBA, and MLB teams and 60% of NHL teams utilize Woodway products to optimize their training. Woodway's curved treadmill was released in 2009 and boasts a completely self-powered manual training experience that does not require any electricity. This unique piece of equipment allows athletes to run at any pace they choose and burn up to 30% more calories than the regular treadmill. Other unique offerings from Woodway include the Curve Trainer, Curve XL, Forefront, and Pro Treadmills. Each treadmill offers features that are fit for every athlete. The silent and energy efficient product from Woodway has resulted in 50% electricity savings for owners. If you're looking for equipment that is built to last and will improve and provide each of your athletes an experience like no other, check out Woodway today at woodway.com. What's some advice you would give to the first time director or a head strength coach? And I, I've said it a million times on the podcast, but it's just a whole different burden when you're sitting in that chair and all the decisions and all the outcomes are entirely on your shoulders. So it's a whole different, it's a whole different just way of looking at things. So what's some advice you'd give to the coach that finds himself in that captain's chair? Yeah. Big thing is just, you know, um, obviously listen to your coaches, um, talk to administration. I think that's a big thing is have a direct line. I think a lot of time people get that head position and they don't want to bother the administration with, with little things, but I think it's something that, you know, be around, show that you care, uh, you know, have a staff that you pretty much, you know, can rely on. I think that's your exit. That's, you know, the people, I think, I think people, you can stay at a really, you know, if you're getting paid really poorly, right. Um, people will stay at a job longer just because of the people that are around them, right? It's a good support system. Um, you get along, you're able to do some things that um, you may not be able to do at another institution, but now you can bounce people, bounce ideas off people, like stuff like that. Like, you know, just from a personal reference, you know, I went from being a GA, right, to being a, being a director. And it was probably the worst thing for my career ever, right? Like, um, just because I didn't have that network that I worked under, like, the ideal would be, you know, GA and then go to a staff and be there for four or five years as an assistant, you know, have some coaching connections or whatnot. And then that way it kind of builds your resume, be, you know, be mentored underneath somebody. And I went right to being a director. And uh, I mean, it was, and plus I didn't really have any help either, but it was like, Hey, like, this is it. This is the way it's going to be. Um, I wasn't flexible with kids. Like I was, you know, and the thing is, is it kind of, it kind of rubs some kids the wrong way, rub coaches the wrong, wrong way. So it kind of like, you kind of have to be a little bit more understanding nowadays. Um, and, you know, have a good staff, shoot ideas off of them. Uh, don't be a bully, like dictate power, you know, delegate it. So that way you're not run down. If you're going to, you have a staff of four and it's you and one assistant and two GAs or two interns or whatnot, um, delegate power. So that way you just don't get totally burned out. And plus you don't have to be there for, you know, 14 or 15 hour days. Right. So, um, I think that's a huge thing is, you know, the staffs I've had in the past, I've, I've loved them. Um, they were family to me. And I think that's where you get some really close bonds and some close connections. And, and then that way, you know, um, you can kind of, okay, Hey, this is, I know they can handle this. And all of a sudden now you can give them a little bit more power and it gives you a little more freedom. Right. And it shows, I think that builds a lot of respect from the athletes too. Cause now all of a sudden they say, Hey, this guy's, you know, Hey, the head coach is, you know, letting these guys do some work. I better listen to him because he, he, he has trust in him. So I have a trust in him. You know what I'm saying? So I think those are the big things. I mean, um, 
And the thing is, is being loyal. I think that's something in the profession. You see a lot of, not to say coaches aren't loyal, but a lot of hopping from job to job. Um, and it's really doing a disservice to a lot of the student athletes because, you know, you might be at this one school for two years, you have kids for two years, and then all of a sudden you leave and then somebody comes in and, and totally rewrites what you did before. Right. So, um, that, that's a big thing is, you know, I've tried to every place I've been, obviously I could tell you truthfully, every job I've gotten has been through a connection. It's been, it hasn't been through anything on my resume whatsoever. Um, it's been through some type of network connection where we have some type of, uh, close relationship, but I was very fortunate to, to go back and whatever strength coach was there before me, um, try to reach out to them and go, Hey, what'd you do with your last program? Like, what'd you, what'd you guys do? You know, I don't want to start fresh. Cause what, you know, you know how it is. You come in, you're a new coach, you go, Hey, whatever they did last time was garbage. We're doing this. This is how we're going to do it. They just grab a bar. We're going over technique. And then pretty soon you got a week or two that's gone by. A lot of athletes have detrained especially if they're coming off a break because that's when new coaches usually come in and now you're doing a disservice, right? Where um, if you can come in and go, Hey, you know, uh, get with the old strength coach. Hey, what exercise did you do? Were you Olympic based? Did you do triphasic? What are, what's your philosophy? And now you can slowly bring in their exercises, but slowly bring in your philosophy too. So now you can kind of mesh those things. And within the next year or so now it's totally hundred percent your philosophy, if that makes sense. Like I think that's a lot easier you can ask for numbers and see if they'll give you testing numbers or whatnot. Um, that way you have some tangibles to go off of. There may be some technique that needs cleaned up, but I think just, you know, being open as far as strength coaches go and communicating, you know, 10 or 15 years ago, if, if you were one way or if you worked at a certain school, like another coach didn't talk to you at all. Right. I think it's a lot more open now where we can talk and be more, you know, have more conversations, open conversations. So hopefully that's something that uh, is really important too. If you're a new strength coach, you know, try to find out what the old strength coach did. Um, and you don't have to emulate it, but at least know, you know, if you're similar philosophy and, and how you guys could be, you know, a little bit more tangible. And then, you know, if you had a good relationship with some coaches and they know that, you know, you know, the former strength coach, then it could be something that it's a lot easier to converse with those, those individuals too. So um, you'll get more buy-in sometimes also. So uh, I think those are things that really help out a little bit. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. And you are a part of the NSCA or the NSCA advisory boards uh, in, in most of the states you've been in. What is one way we as CSCSs or just, you know, part of the NSCA that we can give back to that organization, you know, and find a way how we can get involved more? Or I, I know Sometimes it's just something that we got to do our CEUs for and just keep going and trucking along. But I feel if we can find a way to be more involved, we can definitely find a way to make it better. Yeah. I mean, and we're, and, and, you know, obviously we're stuck too. sometimes, you know, a lot of people have a bad taste in their mouth about any association, whether it's the national high school strength Initiative association, NSCA, the CSCCA, you know, they're like, I'm paying these dues, but what, what, what am I getting back? You know, if, if I get let go, are, are they paying my mortgage? You know, like, it, you know, it is what it is. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, it, a lot of those are just businesses. A lot of them are nonprofits. Um, you know, they're kind of giving us, they're trying to get us accredited, right? At least now we know in the collegiate setting, like you have to have a certification. You can't just, you can't just be, you know, somebody's buddy to get a job. Um, you know, so that's, that's helpful. You know, pretty soon the NSA is going to be more strict as far as who can take the CSCS, uh, which is very helpful. Um, it's going to make the, you know, it's going to make, uh, 
you know, the saturation of the, of the profession even less, which is, which is good. Uh, and hopefully make it more accredited. Um, you know, the big thing is, is from, from the state aspect is, is well, how we get involved. You know, we communicate pretty much every two weeks via email. Once a month we have you know, a meeting. Uh, our big thing now is just getting our, you know, Georgia state, uh, uh, conference ready, uh, where we're going to hold it at, you know, what sponsors are going to be, who's going to talk, um, and really, you know, trying to communicate with everybody in the state of Georgia and everybody from the outside. Hey, what are, what are some topics we need to talk about? You know, what are some important things that, you know, we need speakers to come in and talk about? So, you know, I think technology is going to be huge, you know, nutrition's always huge, you know, you know, what route you want to cover, I think is really important also, as far as, you know, whether you want to make it more collegiate, more high school, more, uh, uh, academia aspects, but, you know, I just got involved just from a connection standpoint, you know, I reached out um, to the director. I said, Hey, you know, how can I be more involved? You know, I, I, would I like to be the state director one day? Possibly. It just matters, you know, what that really, there's no really, there's no, nothing really, you know, super duper that comes out of it. Right. But it's just a matter of networking with some people that also find some things important, but what's really helped me out is it's really got me in touch with more people from the academia side. Um, just from our members that are here in the state of Georgia, there's really not a ton that are associated with high school or associated with the collegiate realm. A lot of them are associated in the academia side from a collegiate aspect. So now I can talk to those individuals a little bit more about uh, academia side, what they're doing with the students, you know, intern uh, relationships, uh, curriculum relationships. So now it's educating me on those, those certain things. So it's really, you know, some people it's not, it's not their bag, you know, like it may not do any benefit for them. Um, but others, you know, if you want to be involved, if you want to be, you know, if it's something that engages you that you want to speak at more conferences or you want to have a hand in those things, meeting more individuals uh, and networking, it may be something that's really a positive impact. Right. So um, and sometimes, I mean, sometimes they'll say that they're full, that they can't take, you know, take more members or whatnot. Um, other times, you know, if they have if you have something that is tangible that they could use, um, then it may be something they're very, very open to that. Right. So I think it's important. I think that the. The uh, special interest groups are important too, right? Like just um, if you go on social media or even at the national conference, um, you know, or at the coaches conference in, in January, just having those breakouts with those different groups, it's another network to talk up, you know, bounce ideas off of. And, and, and really, you know, especially for individuals like me, where most of my mentors now are, are out of the profession or selling equipment, right? Um, it, it gets me in contact with individuals that, okay, hey, you know, you're at X, Y, and Z. You know, and they may be individuals that are 15 younger, years younger than me, but now I can still associate and network with them and I'm not out of the loop where in the normal, you know, without technology, you know, 20 years ago, I would be obsolete, right? So um, I think it's really helpful as far as a networking perspective. Um, and I mean, everybody does a really good job at it too. You know, I know Play has done some stuff in the past um, with their stuff, you know, um, you know, Sornex always has their stuff going on. I mean, everybody's doing a good job as far as trying to educate individuals. It's just a matter of, who you jump on with and, and what you want to learn. I think you can learn everything, you know, a lot of things from different people. Um, it doesn't matter how open-minded you are and, and how you can use it in your, in your area. Right. So. Definitely. And if you could pick up the phone and call John Patrick from 10 years ago, what would you tell him? <laughs> I'd probably hang up the phone. No. Um, <laughs> um, you know, I would just tell him, to, I would just tell him to stay the course, you know, 10 years ago, um, you know, I had, a, I had a really, a there's always a, a point in your life as far as coaching goes where you're like, Hey, do I stay in coaching or am I going to, 
am I going to go do another profession or do I need to do something else? So that's something, you know, I'll just stay, stay the course. Like I can honestly say that, you know, right now where I'm at, it's a really good position. Um, I'm thankful for, you know, everything that I have that's, that's come about. Uh, but it just didn't get really handed to me. I may have had contacts that have got me in positions, but you really have to keep educating yourself and be concurrent with the times and have a good network. But um, I would just say, hang in there, you know, keep your head up and, and keep going, man. I mean, um, same things I've, I've talked to you about as far as with the younger strength coaches is, is really, you know, um, you know, work with multiple teams, you know, try to talk to the coaches and be open-minded, educate yourself, be around a good staff, um, you know, check out, you know, if you're going to intern somewhere, really choose a staff or a program that is growing and, and has resources so you can educate yourself a little bit more because um, you just don't want to go somewhere and just get stuck or just it becomes difficult to, to get out of a hole. Right. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's it. I mean, I think everything else is, uh, you know, everything else is, has come about, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely a maturation process. And, and you know, I think as you talk to older coaches too, it's, you know, it's not necessarily the, about the logo anymore, right. It's about helping individuals and, and really, uh, you know, networking and, and really trying to find your places, you know, work with specific sports and, and going from that aspect. So it's pretty, it's been, been really enjoyable. No, I, I think that's, you know, some great advice and it, there's always a maturation process with every coach. And I mean, it happens to every single coach and if they don't say it, they're lying, but there's always the time you look at yourself in the mirror and like, all right, is this, is this really what's going to happen? And I think that's good that um, you've built, and created longevity in this profession. And you and I both know how fickle it can be. And I think that's a good thing that you're able to maintain that and keep things going. So what's something that you have coming up in this next year that you're excited about? Well, I mean, obviously taking over the, the, the uh, department role um, at the institution is, is, is really exciting. I'm excited about that. It's something I, you know, I, everywhere I've tried to go, I try to bring, you know, I try to educate myself a little bit more or try to get ingrained a little bit more. Right. So that's been something that is, is really, you know, I'd like to work into the possibly like an assistant athletic director position role next. Um, just because I, I do, you know, help out with the athletes or whatnot. So it's just becoming more entwined in that education system. And, and really, um, you know, it's important, you know, I think it's important as you get older in your career that, you know, you kind of feel part of something, feel part of something special. It keeps you around a little bit longer. And that's something I, I'm really trying to build something a little bit more. Like, um, you know, I think a lot of things too, is just, you know, as far as like having business or doing something on the outside, I think everybody should, I think everybody should kind of promote themselves. I mean, I think it gets kind of some eyewash sometimes, but just have a backup plan. You know, if you're, in the, if you can make a website or get something going, I think social media is fantastic, but sometimes, um, sometimes there's a lot of hoop, you know, hoopla on there, you know, a lot of eyewash, um, but try to promote yourself in a positive manner, you know, and, and, you know, just not be out for the dollar signs, but, but be out to educate individuals, I think is huge too. Um, uh, does that mean that I want to start a website? Yeah, possibly. It may be something in the future, who knows, but, um, you know, even from there that, it's a way that I'd like to reconnect, you know, a lot of my interns and stuff and, and maybe have a blog where they could have actually talk and, and go from there and try to voice their, their years over the professions or whatnot, you know, how, how things are going. But I mean, my big thing is, you know, I'm really happy having free time in this collegiate setting or in this high school setting. I think it's more free time than I've had before. So, um, you know, really focus on myself and some hobbies, spending time with my wife, um, enjoying the area that we're at. I mean, that's, that's a really big thing, living that life. So, I think that's the next thing down the road is really, uh, you know, 
trying to go that next that next route as far as career wise, but trying to establish myself and really be, I guess, you know, really uh, visible to things that I haven't been visible before because I was so stuck in the weeds as far as in the collegiate setting, you know. No, yeah, don't. I think that's phenomenal, and it's going to be exciting to watch it because you are definitely provide some great content on, on social media and, you know, we're able to follow you and see what kind of cool things you got going on out there. And, and you mentioned your social media, what, what's one way our listeners can follow up with you if they have any follow-up questions or if they want to see what you got going on at yeah, George I mean, Walton I think, Academy. I think, uh, I think my Twitter, my Instagram are both the same. I think it's coach JG Patrick. Um, email address is uh, JG Patrick 13 at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty open uh, as far as those things. I mean, uh, social media, sometimes I get a little sarcastic and people don't like it, but, uh, it's just, it's social media. I really don't, you know, I really don't mean anything by it or whatnot, but it is what it is. I mean, you're just trying to have fun and trying to connect with people. And sometimes there's a, a good piece of information here and there, but for the most part, it's just either lifting videos or, or something from the a blast from the past or something. But, um, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm open to discussing. I even put stuff on social media. Sometimes if coaches want to talk just to reach out. Uh, especially during the summer months, like uh, I think in the last last couple of weeks, you know, being around the Georgia area, like I've been to Georgia State, the Olympic side, been to Georgia Tech, been to the Falcons. There's a new football league called the uh, 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 what is it? It's the uh, it's the fan controlled league. So I went down there and saw them, uh, saw what they did. So I and went to Georgia Olympic sports. Uh, so I've been, you know, went to a couple gyms. So I just been all over visiting and just not necessarily, you know, just contact, maybe seeing people I haven't seen in a while or, uh, you know, talk to some people, you know, uh, that I haven't talked to a while that I finally, you know, maybe I talked to on the phone, but eventually get to meet in person. So it's been exciting, man. It's been nice. I mean, it's, I think it's just being transparent that way and being vulnerable and just explaining, you know, Hey, how are things going? You know, everybody thinks high school is the motion. Uh, and it's really not. I mean, it's you're, you have an important role. It's it's an important aspect, and and you know it, it just depends. I'd be happy to talk to anybody about that too. You know, as far as those different being transparent, and it may be something for you. It may not be. Who knows? But um, I think that's an important thing too. Is is you know really helping each other out because there are so many different avenues you can take. Right with tactical, high school, collegiate, professional. Um, you know what's the best what's the best thing for you? You know so. Uh, no, anytime. Maybe once to contact that contact and reach out, I'd be more than happy to talk to him. No, definitely. And I wanted to say thank you for joining us on the podcast. You have a, a ton of great insight and experience and I knew I had to get you on and I'm glad that the summer is pretty laid back for you. So we're able to get you on here and share everything you got going on with us. And, and you know, we're you know, excited to look forward to what you got going on there at uh, George Walton. No, I, I appreciate it. And I appreciate you having me on. And, and like always, I follow your podcast and listen to them and, you do a great job and uh, I wish you best luck too. I mean, I know the position changed recently yeah. but, uh, back, back home. So I hope, well, hope you enjoy it and everything's going well for you. Everything's going smooth and that's greatly appreciated. And I'll, I'll catch you around there, coach. If you're a strength coach or trainer and tired of using Excel, then you need to check out Team Builder. You already know who they are. Team Builder is the online strength conditioning software for strength coaches and personal trainers. No matter what your setting is or how many athletes you're training, you can log into Team Builder and write programs, build questionnaires, and access athlete and client performance data. Go completely paperless and program through Team Builder's TV mode, their weight review function, or the mobile app that comes free with every subscription. 
Start your 14-day trial for free today by using the promo code CHALK, that's promo code C-H-A-L-K, to become part of the hashtag Team Builder Nation alongside with six NCAA National Champions, three NCAA runner-ups, Super Bowl champions, and many other championship teams. With affordable subscriptions for personal trainers to personal organizations and professional organizations, everything in between, Team Builder is a company that puts the customer first. If you're still not convinced, schedule a 30-minute demo with Team Builder Expert on teambuilder.com and see what they could offer you. Hewitt and the staff at Team Builder are standout individuals and their product is phenomenal. Check them out. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Being a strength coach is difficult. And someone once said on our podcast, we pour so much into helping our athletes become better but we forget who's pouring back into us to help us become better. Without a healthy mind, coaching on the floor, programming, and maintaining the juggling act that we call life can be difficult. The good news is the therapists at BetterHelp are here to help you. Therapy can be whatever we want it to be. Maybe you need the tools to help you keep motivated, or maybe you're feeling burnt out from long days in the weight room, or you just need someone to talk to. BetterHelp is a customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist at a time that works for you. We have a very busy schedule as a strength coach, and the last thing we need to do is be driving to an office and sitting in a waiting room. Simply log into your account and message or speak to your therapist from anywhere at a time that works for you. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. BetterHelp also assesses your needs and will match you with one of over 20,000 therapists in their network. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself and make your mind your best asset. We train to keep our bodies strong and resilient. Now it's time to invest in our mental health too. And as a special offer to Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0 listeners, you can get 10% off your month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash chalk. That's betterhelp.com slash C-H-A-L-K. And thanks again for BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Thanks everyone for listening. Thank you to our great guests for taking the time to share their experiences. Thank you to Play and Team Builder for being great companies that help our profession. And most importantly, thank you, the listeners. Please find us on social media at Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. Find our show notes on wherever you listen to your podcasts. Leave us a rating, comment, and subscribe. And don't forget to say hi. It's great to hear from coaches from around the country. Talk to you all next week on another episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0.